The bar was crowded. Sandy Westcott had had a couple of cocktails, and he was beginning to feel hungry. He looked at his watch. He had been asked to dinner at half-past nine, and it was nearly ten. Eva Barrett was always late, and he would be lucky if he got anything to eat by ten-thirty. He turned to the barman to order another cocktail, and caught sight of a man who at that moment came up to the bar. "'Hello, Cotman,' he said. "'Have a drink?' "'I don't mind if I do, sir.' Cotman was a nice-looking fellow, of thirty, perhaps, short, but with so good a figure, that he did not look it, very smartly dressed in a double-breasted dinner jacket, a little too much wasted, and a butterfly tie a good deal too large. He had a thick mat of black, wavy hair, very sleek and shiny, brushed straight back from his forehead, and large, blushing eyes. He spoke with great refinement, but with a cockney accent. "'How's Stella?' asked Sandy. "'Oh, she's all right. Nice to have her lay down before the show, you know. Steady's the old nerves,' she says. "'I wouldn't do that stunt of hers for a thousand pounds. I don't suppose you would. No one could do it but her. Not from that height, I mean, and only five feet of water. It's the most sick-making thing I've ever seen.' Cotman gave a little laugh. He took this as a compliment. "'Stella was his wife.' Of course, she did the trick and took the risk, but it was he who had thought of the flames, and it was the flames that had taken the public fancy and made the turn the huge success it was. Stella dived into a tank from the top of a ladder sixty feet high, and, as he said, there were only five feet of water in the tank. Just before she dived, they poured enough petrol on to cover the surface, and he set it alight. The flames soared up, and she dived straight into them. Paco Espinel tells me it's the biggest draw the casino has ever had, said Sandy. I know. He told me they'd served as many dinners in July as they generally do in August. And that's you, he says to me. Well, I hope you're making a packet. Well, I can't... A Casual Affair By William Somerset Maugham I'm telling this story in the first person, though I am in no way connected with it, because I do not want to pretend to the reader that I know more about it than I really do. The facts are as I state them, but the reasons for them I can only guess, and it may be that when the reader has read them, he will think me wrong. No one can know for certain. But if you are interested in human nature, there are few things more diverting than to consider the motives that have resulted in certain actions. It was only by chance that I heard anything of the unhappy circumstances at all. I was spending two or three days on an island on the north coast of Borneo, and the district officer had very kindly offered to put me up. I had been roughing it for some time, and I was glad enough to have a rest. The island had been at one time a place of some consequence, with a governor of its own, but was no longer. And now there was nothing much to be seen of its former importance, except the imposing stone house in which the governor had once lived, and which now the district officer, grumblingly because of its unnecessary size, inhabited. But it was a comfortable house to stay in, with an immense drawing-room, 
a dining room large enough to seat forty people, and lofty, spacious bedrooms. It was shabby because the government at Singapore very wisely spent as little money on it as possible. But I rather liked this, and the heavy official furniture gave it a sort of dull stateliness that was amusing. The garden was too large for the district officer to keep up, and it was a wild tangle of tropical vegetation. His name was Arthur Lowe. He was a quiet, smallish man in the later thirties, married with two young children. The Lowe's had not tried to make themselves at home in this great place, but camped there like refugees from a stricken area, and looked forward to the time when they would be moved to some other post where they could settle down in surroundings more familiar to them.